Welcome to Unjust, a detective story. This season contains dark themes and descriptions of violence, as well as some language that may be inappropriate for a younger audience. Enjoy. I'm being objective. The third step in assessing the scene. The first two are about getting out of your own way. This apartment isn't exactly step one, eliciting an emotional response, or a step two, a concern of threat. So I think I'm being objective. The apartment is nice. It was home to the first victim. It was clean for a man living on his own, perfunctory, really. A living room with a television, a bedroom with a bed, a kitchen with a stove. There's other furniture, other appliances, but there's nothing really interesting. People's homes often expose who they are more than their naked bodies might. Their tastes, their hobbies, their incomes, their beliefs, their failings. Places like this one are rare. It says so little about a man. One who has few people able to describe his life. Yeah, there's a chair across from the TV, an indentation from repeated seating, In some homes, that would be a favorite spot, someone's preferred space. But here it's just a mark of function. There isn't another seat. No place to host a friend, get lost in a blanket with more than a friend. Some years ago, his parents passed. Discounting co-workers, there doesn't seem to be anyone left who would keep contact with the guy. I want to feel bad for him. But I'm at step three. Looking through drawers, closets, and cabinets, finding nothing, nothing that really speaks for him, I kind of feel bad for him. Back to step one. If the place was nicer, I'd understand. If I found art prints, pet fish, drugs, CDs, books, porn, letters, anything that explained how he spent his time, I'd understand. But there's just the chair and the TV. I think I'm being objective. I I hope I'm being objective. Step three. I flick the lights off and start down the stairwell. This was nothing, I think. No, it was something. A waste of time. I want to lead, and this guy's life is a straight arrow pointing to his grave, not a deviation in sight. The investigation put me on this guy because there's no lead. I'm out of the way. Protocol dictates we follow up on everything, but why me? There's no chance of running into the suspect, hands inside a partially built device in this loner's dreary place. I sent an email to IT some time ago. They're too busy to reply. A permanent state of being for them. The sky outside the apartment is dull, and much like inside, it offers no answers, and I think, eh, I could go for coffee. On the drive over, I can't stop thinking, who does this? Place bombs around a city seemingly without motive for anyone to find and set off. I'm dumb for thinking there's any kind of fairness to life. 
that there is any sense of justice in the world. I know we are here by accident, and calamity is the normal state of things. There is no rhyme or reason to the awful things that can happen to us, or the wonderful things either. Maybe because we came out of that chaos, we can't escape contributing to the random ugliness around us. Maybe we are just not ready to escape that part of our nature. Maybe we don't need to. The coffee shop was an absolute throng. I shouldn't have stopped. It'll take half an hour to get a regular cup. There are two electricians taking up a lot of space working with a ladder in the ceiling. A few college kids trying to study. It, it's so loud in here, I can't imagine focusing on anything in here. A mother with two small kids who are very ready to leave, and then a smattering of lone strangers. One of the young kids, a girl, maybe eight, starts singing, row, row, row your boat. <laughs> As a kid, I always thought the life was but a dream line meant that the people in the boat would die. Fatalism. Now I hear that line and think that life is not real. Life itself is just a dream. Then there's something, I'm not completely sure what, a sudden change in air pressure maybe, something just at the edge of my comprehension, then everything goes black. Step two. I am a dust moat, infinitesimally minute, uncertain origin and finality, certain one has come, one will. I am not unique, but I am alone. Then I am not unique and not alone. Other moats swirling around, reflecting impossibly small yet recognizable blips of light in an unending darkness. They are born, reflect light, and die. But they become we, and we swirl, and we reflect light, we live, we don't die. They died, they passed, they are gone. We glimmer and we swirl, we bump into each other, we break each other, we kill each other, we fight and we burn. The darkness is littered with the dead and the broken. But we can't see them. We can't see us. Unjust was written by J.M. Montavon. This episode features Scott Krim. Produced and directed by me, Alex Montavon. Script edited by Joseph Eislin. Sound edited by Hazen Tobar. Don't forget to leave us a review and visit our website at unjustdetectivestory.com. Thank you for listening. Unjust will return.